All right, everyone, welcome back to Brojo Online. I have a very special guest for you. Uh, he'll remain anonymous due to his uh, wealth. He may be a target, so we're going to keep him uh, anonymous for this call. But he's an old friend of mine who's done very well with investing, let's put it that way. Uh, he's going to tell us more about that. And because people's confidence in their well-being and their life is so heavily linked to their resources, particularly what we'll just call money. People who don't manage it well basically don't do well in life. And it's pretty much down to the way they think, their beliefs, their mindsets, their perspectives. So today we're going to be talking to somebody who's got that shit sorted. And we're going to learn what he knows. This is Brojo Online. Masculinity, confidence, and integrity. So welcome aboard, mate. Thank you so much for uh, joining us on the show today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm really stoked for the conversation we'll be having. I have no idea where this will bring us, but I would love to share my insights. So yeah. Yeah, I don't know where we'll go either, but uh, I'm sure it's going to be somewhere good. Let's, uh, let's start with a bit of backstory. Like I said, we'll keep you anonymous, but give people an idea of at least where you're coming from in terms of financial history and experience um i know a little bit about it but let's share it so let's say over the last sort of decade or so take us through the kind of journey you've gone through when it comes to this money game yeah so i'll give some background so first of all i'm currently 30 years old i just turned 30 yesterday um yeah <laughs> and i've been involved with money my whole life so basically when i was young my parents they weren't rich i had a really bad situation we we yeah kind of poverty but not too bad but we yeah we didn't have a lot of money and my mother wasn't good with money mm. parents were divorced so not the most ideal situation either and roughly when i was like 20 to 22. I don't have a financial background, by the way. So I was a student uh, studying engineering, uh, where I live in my home country. And I just didn't fit the profile, you know, so when I was younger, I had to redo a year twice, because I, I, I just didn't fit in in school system. And then I went on for my bachelor's degree, basically, three more years, I did really well. And then last year when I was like 22, 23, I had to go to work and I just didn't like it, like nine to five until I'm 65 or 70 or whatever, working 40 hours plus to get a good life. It, it never, never sounded like a good choice. <laughs> so I was like many people, um, I wanted to have a different life. And then on the internet, you see a lot of people with big cars, lots of wealth. And I was pretty young, so I believed all of it was true. And I just wondered, what do these people do? So that's basically how I got into finance is because of YouTube and the YouTube videos. And I was looking at what do these people do in order for them to have a rich life. And basically, that got me involved at the age of 22, reading books. And that evolved me to start investing. Roughly five to six years ago, I started doing that. No background, no knowledge, basically zero. Uh, coming from a background where my parents 
didn't manage money well either, um, I started educating myself. And now, just so everyone knows, like six years later, I went from a couple thousand bucks as a student to now being dirty. Uh, I quit my job two years ago and I'm uh, yeah, above being a millionaire right now. So yeah, it's all basically just a mind game. <laughs> if I can do it, anyone can do it. Uh, but there's a lot that you have to keep in mind, mm -hmm. basically. Oh yeah, and we're going to be unpacking that and getting as much out of you as we possibly can. And I want to. I like that they planted the seed here that you're not starting from an advantage position or some sort of special good luck uh, event that happens to you to give you an advantage. That essentially this is all knowledge and skill and application and practice. But basically, if anybody else wants to do it, they can. That's what you're saying, right? Yeah. Basically, what I want to say is when I started out, I thought you had to be a genius. You had to invent something. You had to know some kind of secrets, secret sauce, but which they are selling everywhere on the internet, you know. Mm -hmm. And I just had a whole different idea about money and what it means to truly be rich financially, that is. Um, but it just, the way basically society portrays it all is just as fake as it can be and it's just really different than we expect it to be and a lot easier actually but yeah once again it's it's really a mind game um so yeah that aspect is is basically something everyone can master i mean i was 22 at a couple thousand dollars that's it i didn't even uh worked yet so I had to find a job, started working, started saving. My background was that um, I lived with my mother. She had money problems. Uh, just to give you guys an idea, we had a period where we didn't have like hot water. We had a period where we didn't have, um, how do you say, heating in the house for a couple of months in, in the winter, stuff like that. So basically lack of money, mm. but even people like that, people like me can work themselves up and it's more about how you look at things than having the resources. If you have the resources, it's even easier. I mean, right. if I started with like 100K from my parents, I, I, I would be exponentially richer than I currently am. But you don't need it at all. What you need is a certain kind of thought process, like the way you look at money, the way you look at life and yeah, there's a lot of financial mindset, let's say, just things you need to know. And if you know them and you can actually follow the rules um, and apply it, it's just an automated process. And I'm currently helping like my cousin and one of my best friends. My cousin, he started, this is true, he started only one year ago. He currently um, made around $200,000 already. He started with a really small amount, what's small, roughly like uh, $15,000. But he also worked on his financial IQ, financial mindset. And I'm helping him, and he's now also making quite a lot of money. And he will be a millionaire in less than 10 years as well. So I can do it. I teach it to people, and I can tell like your audience some of the good things they can do as well. And that will put you on a fast pace towards... Yeah, financial freedom or whatever you want. 
Hey, I'm excited to learn myself. You know, um, I've dived into this over the last couple of years, um, not to the extent that you have. It hasn't been like my primary focus, but what I have seen without doubt that this is really a mathematical process. This isn't fluke and luck and good timing. It's really about mathematics and consistency. And, but what I'm really interested in, let's let's stop teasing everyone and get into it. Let's start talking about some of the mindset stuff and some of the rules that you're talking about. So let's let's try and start from the top. I know this is a difficult question. The number one thing, the most important thing, whether it's mindset or a rule to follow, if you had to choose it, what what do you think that is? Oh, <laughs> well, it's there. There are a couple of things actually, but the easiest thing that I want to put out, which makes the biggest difference in anyone's life, um, and and you probably heard it before. I, I at least I I did on on the internet and many rich people they say it, but you really have to understand and comprehend it. It's living below your means and what do i mean with that is basically when i started my journey around the age of 22 to 24 when i started investing uh, the first thing i learned and i was from someone who was already really successful in investing which i met personally uh, in real life he told me he lived pretty cheap so i was really amazed because this person was really rich but his monthly expenses his lifestyle basically was pretty cheap now if you're at the begin 20s you're a young guy most of my friends my environment they buy new cars watches phones all this stuff they go party buy the bottles of well how, how, i don't know how many bucks you know like 500 bucks for a club night all this crazy stuff and it's really amazing and it's fun to do so but you just waste the money and the biggest tip i can give to people is just um just keep it real like if you want to be rich and you don't have a lot of money or even if you do have more money, the more you can save and put towards your future, yeah, the more you will get ahead. And in the beginning, it's small. Like I never, I'm, I'm, I'm currently millionaire. I can honestly say I've never bought a new car. Nice. <laughs> I drive a BMW a one series, which is $20,000. That's my car. Um, I mean, that just says it all like i have friends who go to work who, who only have fifty thousand, let's say in total and they buy a car for fifty thousand, and they have nothing left mm. so it's a mind game so the biggest thing is look at your life try to enjoy life as much as possible but for me that doesn't require that much money and just don't buy the expensive stuff when you're young if you're older, it counts even harder. If you're in your 40s and you want to start getting rich, you have to cut back even more because chances are you have a family and more expenses. But in general, it's just like save up the extra cash. And the more cash you can save, the more cash you can put to work. And that grows in a short amount of time at a massive rate if you do it well. Spot on. Um, that's the biggest lesson I've ever learned too. And it's one of those ones, like you say, it's common advice, but nobody fucking follows it. Or they, they it goes in one ear and out the other. And, you know, when, the, when I first started my journey with getting my finances in order, the first thing I did was have a look at my spending and just 
line by line look at all the stuff that was pointless and unnecessary and it was a lot of money man it was a significant percentage that when i took it away i'm like fuck i'm already on top of things just by not spending that money so yeah. uh yeah I'm, I'm glad you put that one out first because i don't think there's anyone on the planet who can't apply that one unless they're in rock bottom like homeless situation but i've I, you know i've worked yeah. with people in poverty and they struggle to turn on their electricity but they're still buying cigarettes you're like dude that's actually an unnecessary purchase so you've even got room to move few dollars a week yeah. adds up like you say we'll talk about this more i think the numbers add up over time if you just get ahead and put that stuff aside cool that's a very uh very straightforward one if anyone can't follow that one then god help them right because i mean that's about as simple as it gets yeah and i also want to mention like many people think yeah but i don't want to live cheap because i want to have a good life you know Mm -hmm. And I want to enjoy my life and I want to do things, but I did that as well. I mean, um, I went on a world trip. I've done massive, a lot of basically everything I wanted to do, I did. But it's just, just starts like small. If you're a smoker, maybe stop smoking. It's good for your health and you save maybe let's say 50 bucks a month and 50 bucks. It's not a lot, but you just have to start somewhere. And once you start looking as you say at your expenses um you will become more conscious about your spending in general you will avoid buying that new shirt because you don't really need it because you already have five you you will avoid buying the expensive bottle and just buy one in the middle it doesn't really affect your lifestyle it's just something in your mind which we picked up from society like the most expensive is the best often it's not and there's so many little tweaks you can do. And I can honestly say I lived a, a rather cheap lifestyle, but I did everything I wanted. And if you want to make it happen, let's say, if you want to save money, you will find creative ways how to save money. Uh, if you don't have a lot of money, you can start gardening, uh, getting your own vegetables. It sounds stupid, but just count it up if you do it for one year. I mean, there's so many things you can do if you really want um and i'm i'm the best example because um, i was thrown out of house when i was 22 so i was basically in my car <laughs> so i got lucky my uncle took me in but i started at nothing and i didn't even have a home uh so i was lucky having a family member taking me into his house but yeah just start small excellent again if somebody isn't willing to follow that because like you said you've made yeah. it quite plausible yeah you don't have to go and live a life of misery i love the example yeah. like there's the best bottle and then there's a bottle in the middle there's so many so many things like there's a brand new car and then there's a really good second hand car for a quarter of the price and so on yeah. and all that money is you know opportunity money cool all right well let's just start going through them i guess we can kind of one by one, just pull out the mindset and perspectives and rules that you think have helped you the most and that you've seen as you help others, especially you see, okay, that doesn't just work for me. It works for other people as well. Yeah. Um, so what's next? What comes up next is being really important in terms of mindset or practice. Yeah. The second one, I always tell everyone, if they are interested, like in becoming more financial free, having more money in their lives is our parents, I'm 30, so my parents are like uh, around 55, 60-ish. 
that generation, what did they, what did they do? They went to school, they got a good job, they saved up and then they got ahead in life. That's basically the pattern of my parents. Now, in the time in like the 60s and 70s and whatever, it actually worked because the amount of interest you get at the bank was pretty high. So saving money on the bank basically put you um, maybe at eight, let, let's say five and 10% uh, annually on your money. Now, currently we in Bel Belgium or Netherlands or whatever, we have to basically uh, almost pay the banks to hold our money. Mm -hmm. So in Euro European countries where I live, it's basically zero interest. So you have to find ways to increase your money. So basically where I'm getting at is our parents, they worked hard and they got ahead, but that doesn't count anymore. I have so many friends that work 70 hours, 80 hours a week. They work so hard, but they have so many expenses in their life. It's basically hard to get ahead. So our parents, or basically my parents, they learned me like um, at a young age, they told me, you have to work hard, work hard and you will get money and become rich. And that's the biggest scam ever because mm. everyone my age, my parents, they believe that still, but times have changed massively. And there are so many people I know in life that work so goddamn hard every day and they do not get ahead. So the second biggest thing is let your money work for you and this sounds really stupid but that is the that's golden advice thinking about i have a certain amount of money a couple of hundred bucks a couple thousand bucks whatever and i'm not going to work hard but i'm going to let my money work for me let's say you invest your money in an investment which gives you 10 percent a year okay 10 percent on 1000 bucks is not a lot but it's money that you make, even when you sleep, eat, do whatever, it works for you. So you have extra time to do other things in your life. Now, in the beginning, it's, it's when I started as well, it's not a significant amount, like it's not life-changing amounts, but it's a principle that counts. Mm -hmm. And you just keep on building on that principle of letting your money work for you. And that builds up pretty quickly i mean um if you just google stuff like compound interest uh and you look at graphs it just goes up and up and it it goes at a faster rate so at a certain point it actually does get to a sizable amount but just having that mindset of just the money i make i want to put to work because you're working 40 hours a week and your money is working as well 24 7 you cannot compete with that Mm -hmm. And that's gold because I got that as soon as I started working, I understood I can never, like I can only work 16 hours, maybe 18 hours a day, but eventually you will get like depleted and whatever, but money can work 24 seven all day, every day. And that's just a leverage you need to use because it's, it's possible. Everyone who has access to internet, who has a phone can use that leverage. So use it. It's, it's the biggest opportunity of our lives is letting your money work for you. And there has never been a time in history ever, ever, ever that it has been so easy for us to do that as today. Mm. But many people just don't 
fully comprehend that yet. Yeah, I think people are scared to get started and don't realize how simple it is out there. And compounding interest, I think Einstein called it the seventh wonder of the world. Uh, you go, yeah. you go to those. You just look at compound interest calculator. You chuck in an amount that you start with and how much you're willing to invest, and just put it forward ten years, and your your face will fall off at how much it goes up. And it's like some sort of miracle, but it's just reinvesting your interest. Um, and that's what I, you know, I've been doing that for a couple of years now. And I'm just watching. I'm just like, whoa! Look at all that free money coming in, and I'm not even taking risks. I'm really, I'm, I'm not trying to beat the stock market or anything stupid like that. I'm just spreading it all around, following rules that you know you and I can talk about. Uh, and like you said, what I really like about what you said is the old work hard method applies to a time that no longer exists, and we're still getting advice from the people who lived in that time because they think it worked for them. And I say they think it did because they're in for some rough surprises when they retire and they realize there's not enough money to live out the rest of their lives, that they're going to live a lot longer than their money. Um, but also like what you said, like I have a, a savings account in New Zealand bank. I think it's 1% interest. Inflation <laughs> is like 4%. I'm losing money. I'm losing yeah. money. Ke keeping it there is dangerous. It's going down. Even though the numbers are going up, the value's going down. Um, so that's, it's, I only keep it in there because it's like my, uh, security account. If some disaster happens, it's my emergency fund. But I realize I'm looking at, that's not money going up. I think it is, but with expenses and everything going up, that's actually money losing value. And everybody thinks that they're saving and they haven't calculated, Hey, if I retire at 65 and live to a hundred and inflation keeps going up, how much money am I actually going to have? And the answer is fuck all. You'll be lucky to survive. So I think it's a yeah. big wake up call because like you said, you can't work hard enough to get ahead now. It doesn't matter how hard you work uh, unless you're in a ridiculously overpaid job, you're fucked. Basically you need a different smarter yeah. method. Don't you? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's a fact basically that um, the rich do get richer and the poor do get poorer. And it's, and it's not because something special is basically what you said, real inflation and what, what do I mean with real inflation? Just look at the price of bread, of butter, of coffee, of just simple things everyone uses every day. The, it roughly gets more expensive at a rate of 4 to 5% a year. Basically, the government says it's only 1%, whatever, but that's, that's bullcrap. It's not true. Just look at the store prices. Just write it down. Take the averages year after year. You can, you can do it. You can start it by now. It's roughly 4 to 5%. And... The poor work hard, but they save their money on the banks and they lose 5% of all those savings, hard work savings every year. And the rich, they actually, they actually understand it more. So they let their money work. And because the money is working, they automatically make 5% because they, they avoid the inflation which you have on the bank, which is already a big thing because 5% a year it really adds up uh, and in 10 years time, it's a big amount of money. Just imagine you're saving for your retirement, which is roughly, we have to work like 45, uh, 45 years or something. Mm -hmm. Just add it up 5% a year, compound it, yeah? For 45 years, you're basically making yourself poor. Yep. So yeah, it's a sad thing, but we just don't get educated as well in schools about this kind of stuff. They want to keep us stupid financially. So we have to do it all ourselves. 
and the ones who do they get it pretty quickly like oh yeah that's true and let's do something it's it, it's like up up but if you don't know it yeah it's a big problem that's one of the reasons i appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your like hard-earned wisdom is because this is one of those things that it's a disgrace that it's not taught in school um but the thing is the teachers don't know either they're all poor right who's going to be doing the teaching the people who are rich and know what they're doing aren't teachers so we've got this kind of gap and it's people like yourself that are going to share what is actually not even secrets they're simple strategies and mindsets that anyone could really apply if they've got a functioning brain it's just been kept from them they just didn't realize how easy it is so we've got two major ones there obviously spend less than you fucking earn that's a major one um and start looking at how to make your money work for you rather than relying on savings how do you make the money go and make money how do you uh, how do you get into the world of interest and compound interest and investing as intimidating as all those weird words might sound to people they're actually pretty simple concepts and as you said because of the internet these things investing in various different ways available to everyone pretty simple to get started yeah and and it's just like the internet provides so many opportunities i mean investing is not for any uh, everyone i mean many people may maybe are like oh i don't like investing but there's so many things you can do online you can leverage yourself by having automated programs like many people just just to give you an, uh, an example which is not the best but something you can also do like many people they sell stuff on ebay and whatever and just what they do is they look at alibaba aliexpress all those chinese websites they look at ebay they see this product is let's say 10 bucks on ebay they go to alibaba aliexpress and they just put that product on eBay for a lesser price. And it's like just one buck on AliExpress, let's say. Mm-hmm. It's 10 bucks on eBay. They put it online for eight bucks. Everyone buys from them. They don't buy the product. They basically just straight on, which is something they call like drop shipping. Yep. They straight on uh, buy it from China, get it to the person for eight bucks and they take a commission. And, and there's so many things. I mean, when I just started, I got into the scheme, which you basically have to watch out for in multiple level network marketing. You know, everyone heard from that before. Yeah, but just to give you an idea, I started doing that and I was in advertising, was a website which doesn't exist anymore because most of those websites are a scam. So I have to point that out. But I started doing like network marketing, age 22. I just started, I didn't know anything. But I did make, uh, I did put in like $500 and after one year, it was $100,000. That's the most money I ever made. But the problem is, it was a scam, obviously. Um, and I didn't take out the money. So I lost it all and mm-hmm. it ended up in a big lawsuit. But just to point out to like the people listening, you don't have to choose investing. There are so many opportunities to leverage yourself, but just keep in mind I want to do as less work as possible, less hours to put in, in order to make that money. And if you want to do that, then investing is obviously one of the most effective ones, but there are many other. That's a good point too. I mean, I look at me starting my own coaching business as a form of investing. Basically, I leverage my time. I get paid 
per hour now what I used to get paid per week for doing the same work. And that's a key thing. A lot of people right now are employees with a skill set that's actually worth 10 times as much if they're doing it on their own as a consultant. So they don't even need to change job. They just stop being an employee and become a business owner. Uh, and they sell the same thing. They they end up being making the money that they're actually getting charged out at, but the company has been keeping. So we won't go into all the different styles, but that's a really great point is if someone's like, oh, I don't want to be an investor. Yeah, but that's not the only way to live yeah. in this new work smart rather than hard mentality. Yeah. Very good. So tell us some more, man. What are some of the other, especially the mindset, uh, you know, the beliefs around money and wealth creation uh, that you think are really helpful? Yeah, I have to think because I want to share the most valuable uh, tips with you guys, obviously, because yeah, I'm doing this interview in order to inspire people to get going, just make it happen. Um, something different which comes to mind is also basically the way you look at money. If you have a bad, how do you say it, a bad way of thinking about money, like money causes a lot of problems or uh, rich people are bad or whatever, that also will stop you from making a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And this is something which we also have to work on. And it sounds really cheesy. I have to agree. If people are listening, they, they might be like, yeah, yeah. We hear that a lot in books. But it's basically true because our un unconscious minds works all the time as well. And if we have a feeling around money, which is has a negative vibe, let's say, around it, then we will try to avoid the subject in general. So uh, let's, let me just give you an example. Like um, you have to be, uh, I don't know what's the English word, mm -hmm. uh, but they always say like someone who doesn't want to spend any money. Like Oh yeah, there's a few have, different words for that. Frugal, stingy, um, uh, skinny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stingy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone like that. Yeah. Um, um, so basically if you... People say, oh, he's that kind of person because he doesn't want to spend money and and and, and he's a cheapo, you know, mm -hmm. and then people think it's a bad thing, because, but actually it's a good thing. I mentioned it before, living conscious with money it will help you quite a lot. But if you look at people and put bad vibes around the subject of money, making money, rich people, you will build up resistance unconsciously, which will not help you towards getting richer basically because if you the, the biggest thing i started doing is i started to dream about the lifestyle I, I could have i started to feel all the feelings of being free because my biggest drive was i don't want to work at all for mm -hmm. my whole life nine to five and my goal at the age of 22 24 was i want to be rich when i turn 30 I wrote down what I wanted. I want to make this amount of money monthly so I can just live a good life. Um, I want to have freedom, which is my biggest thing in life. I wanted to be free. No one has to tell me what to do. Not my parents and certainly not my, uh, my job or my boss or government or whatever. I just wanted to live as free as possible. And I started to charge myself with positive things like 
if I can do that, I will live this kind of life and just feel how it would be to live that. Um, and just having a positive association with subjects around money will help quite a lot because unconsciously, and this is a thing, unconsciously, if you have a positive vibe about, I want to be rich, I want to make money, your mind will constantly filter information on a different scale. And it's crazy, but you will get more creative. You will get more ideas how to save money, make money, find opportunities, which if you have a negative association with money, negative five, you know, you won't have that much happening. That's something I noticed as well. And um, obviously I wanted to be rich because I lived in poverty. So yeah, that's basically, I never wanted my kids to have kind of life I did. That's my biggest thing. And I wanted to be free, but just charge yourself um, positively and just think about it. Like rich people are selfish. No, they're not. I mean, it's just the way you look at it. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I consider myself not really rich, but, but well, let's say, well, I'm doing well. And I, I, I help around 30 to 40 people actively, which is basically my whole friendship circle, family circle, and some, some people I don't even know well, on basically a daily basis, getting messages, providing tips and helping them all for free. So I want other people to have this as well. So rethink your negative associations and change them if necessary. That will help you a lot unconsciously, but it will do and uh, make a difference. Spot on. That was a big change I had to make myself. I had a lot of the, you know, rich people are bastards type mentality going on. Yeah. No real evidence that other than movies or something. Um, yeah, it's a great point. You know, of all the people I know who have really bad negative beliefs around money, I also see a correlation with they refuse to budget or look at their spending properly. Um, they spend wildly and kind of consume unnecessarily. Uh, they're basically afraid of the concept of money and they do poorly with it. Yeah. And they don't have good evidence for their beliefs. The idea that money is evil or people who have money are evil or whatever. There isn't actually good evidence for that. You represent the majority of, of wealthy people I know, which is they're quite generous. They've got lots of free time and resources to help others and they do so. There's very few people I know who have lots of money and don't do anything good with their time. Um, Ironically, quite the opposite is true. A lot of the people I know who are really stingy with money and have really negative beliefs around people are also quite ungenerous and self-centered in their general living. So it's really uh, it's really just a false belief system. Sure, there are some evil rich people out there, but they'd be evil when they're poor as well. It's got nothing to do with money. So, yeah, this is excellent because... I look, I have, I'm sure people would have tuned into this episode going, oh, give me the step-by-step -step blueprint of how you go from $100 to a thousand of whatever. <laughs> they'll be like, oh, come on, where is it? And they don't realize they're actually hearing it. This is it. It's all about yeah. how you think and the thinking leads to choices and behavior. I mean, there is the practical stuff, budgeting, looking into getting an investment portfolio started and choosing, you know, a wise selection of stocks or whatever, that sort of thing. But there's books and books and books, you know, uh, I will teach you to be rich by Ramit Sethi, uh, even the latest book by Tony Robbins around money. 
there's all the books you need to give you the practicals. The mindset, yeah. though, if that doesn't change, you got no shot. You know. Um, yeah, it's all about mindset. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. We got a little bit more time. Let's squeeze in a couple more, man. What else comes up for you? Yeah. So, so that that's the big thing. Like people might be wondering, listening to this, and I was the same at first as well. And it's it might not be easy to comprehend if you're just starting with it all like oh it's just mindset but it's basically your attitude around the subject of money wealth uh, financial freedom whatever you want uh, if you change that your whole life basically changes it's, it's the same if you're like kind of obese or you're not good in your body i used to be like a fat kid uh, which is also uh, something different so i used to be a lot fatter they called me like uh, fat so was my nickname when i was younger <laughs> obviously now I'm, I'm not fat at all but just to give you an idea, and, and if you're fat, you can do two things. You can basically deal with it. Uh, and basically, yeah, it's not a lot of fun, but you can deal with it or you can change it. And it's the same with wealth. Um, you can change everything in your life. And basically, if you're fat, you change the way you look at food or, or you look at how you feel and what those feelings are causing, like overeating when you're feeling bad you start to recognize that pattern and then you can change it. And it's basically the same with money and with everything. You just start with these kind of things and you can like, like just to give people some practical advice because I want to help people as good as possible. Like there's a, there's a book you can read, one of the best books out there to change the way you look at money uh, is, is like Robert Kiyosaki is well known. He has a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. In that book, he has two dads, his real dad, which is a poor dad, hardworking guy, and the father from a friend, which was an investor. And he just compares the mindset of the two. Just reading that book changes lives. Uh, honestly, I, this is the first book I ever bought. I read it and I was like, if this guy can do it, I can do it too. And that's true, because yeah, I did it. Uh, but I, it's also a book I share with friends. So, um you can start really easy like just as you mentioned start reading books a book is only 20 bucks if you don't have a lot of money go to the library they have the books for free just lend it i mean it's a couple of bucks and if you can't save a couple of bucks a month then there's something really wrong in your life and you have other priorities to take care of because unless you live in real, real poverty, but then chances are you won't be listening to this podcast because you won't be having access to internet or a phone. So you have a bigger issue, which is surviving. But in general, like you can start with reading books. You can start just by saving a little money, use a couple hundred bucks, start doing the stuff they say, like Tony Robbins has a book called uh, Money Master Game or something. That mm -hmm. I think that's a book you... Yeah, that's you what try I'm to uh, refer to. Yeah, it's also like basic stuff. It's based on America. So maybe for Europeans listening, you have to change it up a little. But the ideas are the same. And just follow that because it's really simple, but it works. But the only thing you need to have is time and patience. So give it at least a full year to see what's the difference. And also write it down. I mean, I found like, three weeks ago i found a book when i started investing and doing all this kind of stuff i wrote down my total wealth on my bank accounts my investing portfolio everything i had and then 
seeing it grow and then eventually when I look back at it, I was amazed because I, I looked at it and I thought it was like eight years already, but I looked at it and it's only five to six years when I started. Uh, I always told to people uh, seven years ago, I started investing, but it's only six. And in that book, you see how, how small I started, how fast it, the growth was after one to two years and where I'm now. And that's just, that's just epic. Yeah. Um, so just keep track of it as well um, and, and start reading the books, implement the stuff that I say. I mean, you can do everything I just told you, you can do in one full day. If you have eight hours for yourself on a free day, listen to this podcast, just write it down, see where your hurdles are and just change that. Buy a book and you're set to go. I mean, it's that easy. And just try and try what feels good. Um, and you start small, obviously, as well. Just tiny steps, the same as losing weight, tiny steps, changing the habits. If you buy a cup of coffee every day, like Starbucks, seriously, that's like five bucks. Stop buying coffee at Starbucks. Make a delicious cup of coffee at home. I mean, you can make a lot of higher quality coffee at home, a lot fresher as well. And it will cost you not even half. And that's like five bucks, five days a week, a hundred bucks a month, thousand bucks roughly uh, a year. And you have an investment portfolio because I only started with three to five thousand dollars. So, I mean, yeah, it's that easy. Um, but something else which I want to put out also for the people is, is also um, reaching out to people is a big one. Like, for instance, how we met, I needed help. Mm-hmm. with my mind a while ago like two years ago i don't know i needed i needed some help so i looked for a professional to get my mind straight and that's basically you then <laughs> um and and it's the same with that kind of stuff like if you have they always say the people the three to five people closest to you are basically the way you will end up and that's true as well because I used to have friends when I was younger who smoked weed all day. So I ended up smoking, yeah, weed all day, which is a really bad habit. I don't do that anymore, (laughs) obviously. Um, But I reached out by internet, again, by internet, YouTube, blogs, websites, look for people in the country where you live. Look at people who you think are really successful and just put out an email to them. Just tell them like, look, this is who I am. This is where I wanna be, but I just don't have the resources right now. Are you able to provide me with a real conversation on a cup of coffee or whatever? Or please, can you just provide me with tips so I can learn from you? Just that question can get you really far. And I've got, I have to honestly say, I've got active in in the branch where I got active, which is cryptocurrencies, which is a big topic right now, but I got active in 2013 when it it wasn't. I got to that, um, how do you say, that section of investing because I reached out to a big guy in Belgium who was blogging on YouTube. I saw a building, which meant he lived uh, where I lived. Hmm. And I just said, like, man, this is me. Honestly, I just want to learn 
do you have 30 minutes of time for me, please? On a cup of coffee, my treat. Can you provide me with some real valuable tips so I can, I can improve my financial situation? That guy, and this is a really cool story, actually. That guy said, you know what? No one ever, ever asked me this. They only ask me money. They don't ask me advice. Yes, mm. I will sit with you. We will drink a cup of coffee. The coolest thing is now, probably six to seven years later, that guy, he has become one of my best friends. <laughs> mm. He's more than 10 years old. I mean, he's like 43. We have an age gap. Mm -hmm. But he, he just saw I was sincere. He really wanted to help because a lot of people, they do want to share knowledge if you really want to change things in your life. Yeah, so, I mean, you have nothing to lose. Sending out mails is cheap, easy, not time-consuming. Everyone can do it. And it basically changed my life. Yeah, stupid, but it's true. So don't expect like you need... I don't know, some kind of UFO knowledge or whatever. Yeah. It's basically just some attitudes. Well, what I love is overall just how simple all of this is. There really is no excuse for not being able to at least try Like you say, for a year, try out everything you're saying for a year. Read the books, reach out to... You know, it's uh, I've had that experience too. I reach out to someone, they're like, huh, no one ever asked me before. And there's some big name and they're just... They're such a big name that people don't even think to ask. The person's like, it's it's a compliment to ask someone for their wisdom. You know, if they don't want yeah. to give it, they'll say, oh, no, you know, let, you can leave that with them. But I, I basically, I get people reach out to me quite often. I never say no to answering a question. If it's just a simple question, I don't mind answering it. Um, yeah. And it's amazing how many people are trying to do this on their own. Why would you try and learn something that's already been learned? and can be taught quickly why would you try and reinvent that on your own that's going to take you forever very good man hey i really appreciate you uh sharing your wisdom with us today it's some really good stuff uh any final words you want to give us to wrap this up um yeah obviously if you listen to the podcast i try to be as practical as possible but people might have quite a lot of questions so as i mentioned before I, I hope I'm, I can say this <laughs> on, the, on the podcast itself. I do want to remain anonymous for the time being, for my own safety. Um, but also, um, I want to genuinely help people. So if you are listening to this podcast and you think, okay, I, I, I want to really do what, what he said. I want to try it, but you have some questions or you need you need some further guidance, some, some, something a little more specific. I'm, I'm really open to answering more questions from people. So maybe um, if people have any questions, they can maybe send like the Brojo team uh, a mail mm -hmm. and you can forward it. And I would love to give an answer uh, because I generally think that everyone can do this and it's all a mind game. Uh, so yeah, if, if you if you have some really specifics, I want to be the person to help you as well, because I know like a simple email can change your life. So take action and make it happen. And for the rest, yeah, I mean, just start easy. Uh, the book I mentioned, so like the Robert Kiyosaki book, Rich That Poor That, I really advise you to start reading that. Watch out on the internet for guys who, who, who 
you have fancy cars and all that kind of stuff. Obviously, there are many rich people who do, but just always ask, why do they have to show off? I mean, mm. I used to have uh, a Lambo in the garage uh, a while ago. I don't have, have that anymore, but I, I never showed off that kind of stuff because I don't need to. And so always be a little bit, have some critique online. If you want to buy courses or whatever, look for reviews, look for results from people. So that's something I really want to say because there are a lot of scammers online these mm. days. I mean, also with the cryptocurrency space, so many people uh, trying to scam. Yeah, and, and it's, it's a journey. So enjoy it, have a goal, write it down, take action and make it happen. That's it. Really is that's that simple. Why? Really is that simple, man. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, that's basically what I'm doing and it's working for me as well. So uh, yeah. you just, you're, you're even better at it, which is nice to see. <laughs> Once again, man, thank you so much. And I'll confirm people can contact me with questions for you and I'll sort of act as the middleman, pass the information back and forth. Um, awesome. with more specific details on investing or crypto or some of the more specific stuff, seeing them through. Thank you so much yeah, for your cool. time, man. And uh, we'll wrap it up there. Yeah, have an awesome day. And thanks for having me on uh, the podcast. Take care. This is Brojo Online. Yes. Masculinity, confidence, and integrity.